You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 97. Today, we consider the good things that can come our way when we overcome our natural hesitancy to ask questions. We've been talking in recent episodes about the A component of the Aura Principle of Deepening Relationships. O-R-A, Observe, Remember, Ask. Specifically, ask in the context of interpersonal relationships and ask in the context of self-awareness to ask ourselves why we do the things we do. But ask is also a powerful tool in other relationships. It's very useful in our jobs, in our parenting, and in dealing with providers of goods and services that we experience every day. Keep listening to learn how. I remember a time when our daughter was, I think, about 10. And we had this tradition when she was around that age that occasionally we would would go out together on a date, I guess they would call it. One particular time, we went to her favorite restaurant, which was Taco Bell at the time. She probably cringes now just thinking about Taco Bell. But when you're a 10-year-old, Taco Bell was a big thing. Well, after that, we went shopping. We went to the mall. In a particular store that we entered, her eye was captivated by a burgundy blazer that she really fell in love with. Well, in looking through the rack of available blazers for my daughter, none of them were uh, the size that that she required. But then I looked at the blazer that was on display that was up quite high, and I thought, hmm, I I wonder if that would fit. Well, a clerk happened to walk by. And I said to the clerk, do you mind if I take that blazer down from the display up above and see if it fits my daughter? And if it does, I, you know, we'll buy it and I'll be happy to put another, another blazer back on the, on the display. Well, the, the store clerk looked aghast, like, <laughs> like I, somehow I had committed some federal crime or that was the most unusual question that she had ever been asked. And she said, well, I, no, you can't do that. And I said, well, why not? And so we had this discussion. I mean, I want to buy this, 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 um, this blazer for my daughter. Don't you want to sell me something? She said, well, you can't, you can't take off a display. Then she went on to say, well, I'd have to go ask my manager. Like that somehow was an unusual request. So then I asked, well, could you go ahead and do that? I, I sure would appreciate that. Well, she went back to the back room, wherever the manager was, and came back in a few minutes and, and begrudgingly said, well, I guess that's going to be okay, but you have to put another one back up there. And I said, I'd be happy to do that. I'd be happy to do that. So I thought that was interesting that if I had accepted her initial response, her initial answer to my request, can I take the blazer off the rack? Her initial response was no. Had I gone with that, uh, my daughter wouldn't have gotten that blazer. 
And strangely enough, uh, when we got home, my wife said, you paid that for that? She thought I got taken to the cleaners by this, (laughs) this particular store. But my daughter was really impressed that I would go to that extreme to get her something that was important to her. I remember the time that we were at another department store. This was many years later, and we bought a, uh, a sofa. When we were getting ready to, to buy the sofa, I asked if uh, delivery of this sofa was included because it was a rather large sofa, and we didn't have anything to carry it in. And the clerk said, no, delivery is not included. Hmm, I thought. And I was with our family, and I think all of us were looking at this sofa. And so I just said to the clerk, could you make an exception? And there, too, the clerk thought that was the most outrageous question anyone had ever asked. Could you make an exception? And there, too, she said, well, I'd have to go ask my boss. Like, somehow that would be an imposition on her. Well, she did. She went to ask her boss, and the boss uh, told her, yeah, we'll make an exception here. Hmm. So asking that question saved me, I think, about 50 bucks. Well, my favorite stories about dealing with the whole world of commerce and asking questions is related to a class that I taught when I was a a high school English teacher. I love this particular class. It was an elective class taken mostly by, by juniors and seniors who were not going on to college. The class was called Applied English. It was to be their last injection of English before they entered the work world. Well, one of the components in the curriculum of this applied English class was writing. And I thought, well, you know, if you're not going to college, when do you actually ever write anything? And so I came up with a project for each of these uh, students in the class. It was actually from a counseling course I had uh, taken at the time. And it was to deal with our relationship with organizations, with the government, with institutions where if you've been wronged or harmed by an institution, to write a letter to try to redress your grievances. And so each of the students uh, had to come up with a project where they had to think of something that happened to them where they were ripped off or wanted more information or were somehow not treated the way they should have been treated by some organization or institution, and then to write a letter requesting some type of compensation. That's it in a nutshell. It's more complicated than we have time to go into and probably that you're interested in. But we, uh, I love this class because the project that these kids came up with was so, so interesting. I remember one girl wrote to Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola bottling company in Atlanta, because she was somewhere, and uh, I think it was a grocery store, that's it. She had a can of Coke or a bottle of Coke and found a fly in the Coke. And so she wrote to the Coca-Cola bottling company and explained the situation and asked for a carton of Coke to replace the one that, that she had purchased. It took about a month, but she was sent a letter by the, the people at Coke with a voucher for an entire case of Coca-Cola. That was really fun. And then another student uh, had purchased a leather jacket at a mall, and it, was, it, didn't, it didn't last very long. It started to get frayed and that kind of thing. And, and uh, it was a girl, and, and she had gone back to the store to uh, try to return it, and the clerk 
like a lot of people, didn't really trust teenagers and thought that she had probably damaged it herself and there was nothing wrong with the coat and she had just wrecked it and was careless, but, but she hadn't been. So using the techniques I suggested in writing a letter, she found the address of the corporate office, wrote a letter, and got an instant refund within a, within a matter of weeks. She was, she was really excited about that. My favorite story about this particular exercise, though, was with a student who lived on a dead-end street. And his parents had been complaining for years and years to the city that their street always got plowed out last whenever there was a snowstorm. And so this boy took on a project on behalf of his parents to see if, uh, if he could get the city to change their snow plowing schedule. And it worked. It worked uh, just by asking, just by asking in a polite way and explaining the problem. And his parents loved it. In fact, well, when we had parent-teacher conferences, um, they were so glad that uh, we had gone, we had had this lesson on writing letters. So all that to say, with each of these examples of dealing with businesses and organizations, oftentimes when we ask them for something, their immediate response is no. But that shouldn't stop us from asking for something that we want and figuring out a creative way to do it. Well, asking questions, too, really is very helpful with parenting with our children. I recall a story with our, with our son. Uh, he was, uh, I think he was a senior in high school, junior, I think he was a senior, and he was taking a history class, an advanced level history class that uh, was very difficult. He had a really good teacher, but the teacher was very, very hard. Well, during the course of the semester, it, it appeared that, that our son was not going to get an A, and he was shooting for an A in this class. And he was complaining about the teacher, and, and he had some justification for it. The guy was a little bit weird, but uh, very difficult, but really a pretty good teacher. I asked our son, I said, well, why don't you, why don't you ask the teacher if he could uh, give you extra credit for doing, doing extra work? Maybe you come up with some ideas so that you could boost your, your B-plus grade to at least a, an A or A-minus. And our son didn't really want to do that. You know, that would have been a lot of work. He didn't even want to talk to his teacher. He was just kind of grousing about that like teenage boys do. Well, I, I offered him something. I negotiated with him. He, was, he, was, um, he had a girlfriend at that time who had um, moved out to Baltimore, I think, uh, several months before. And I said to, to my son, I said, here, I'll make, a, I'll make a deal with you. If, if you get an A in that class, I will buy, Mom and I will buy you a plane ticket to go visit your old girlfriend out in Baltimore. Well, that motivated him. So he went. He asked the teacher, and the teacher said he had never been asked that before. But he gave he gave in and assigned him some extra projects. Teacher told him, "If you do X, Y, and Z, and it's done well, I'll consider giving you an A." And he did. And our son followed through and ended up getting the A, and he got a trip to Baltimore. Well, just recently, I was taking his daughter, our granddaughter, to school. I, t I take her to school every Tuesday. She's a sophomore now. And she was complaining about her history teacher. And she was concerned about not getting an A. And so I proposed the same thing to her. I said, uh, Eleanor, if you ask your teacher 
or extra credit work and you do well, I will buy you a plane ticket to Baltimore. She just rolled her eyes and we continued on. And But I thought it was a good lesson to teach children to really ask questions, to ask questions, to not accept the status quo, to think of ways that perhaps they could get what they wanted if they simply asked a question. The final example I have with this role of asking questions in our role as parents is the time when our daughter and her future husband were planning on getting married and he wanted, they both wanted my blessing on their marriage. And it was kind of a foregone conclusion uh, that, that I would give it. He, he, was, he was just a great guy then and great, still is a great guy after all these years. Well, he formally asked to meet with me and he popped the question, you know, Jennifer and I want to get married and we would like your blessing. Well, I knew this was coming. So rather than just saying yes, I came up with 17 questions to ask him because I really felt as, as her father, I, I really needed to know more about this guy and what his, in, what his intentions were. I needed to protect my daughter. I just felt that that's a role that dads need, need to perform. And as much as I like the guy, I just really wanted to be sure. So I came up with, with 17 questions that, that we asked him. So he and I, and my son, he wanted to come along. We all went out to breakfast one day, and he, he asked me you know, for my blessing. And I said, well, before I, I answer you, uh, I've, I've got some questions for you, Tim. And to his credit, he sat through all of that, and his answers were great. Oh, it was a great thing. I think I benefited more from it than he did. I'm sure it's not something he wanted to do. But it just gave me a great deal of confidence asking him those questions that I don't think most people would, would ask. If you're interested in what those questions were, uh, you might check out episode 27 of this podcast. It's entitled, When He Asks to Marry Your Daughter. I'll have those 17 questions listed there. So we've talked now about asking questions in the world of commerce and companies that provide us goods and services, with parenting with our children. Asking questions also plays a really valuable part in our jobs, in our careers. When I was teaching, I was, uh, there, there came a time when I was getting bored. You know, I was just getting antsy and I, I enjoyed the classes that I taught, but I wanted to do more. So I asked our principal if I could create a new course, a course on creativity. It was something I was very interested in. And he said, well, write something up. We'd have to go to the school board and see if they would approve it. So I did that. He allowed me to take some time off to actually do some research on the subject. I just found it fascinating. And it was to be an elective class for eighth and ninth graders, just a semester. So I wrote up a proposal, sent it to the school board. They met and they approved it. <laughs> that just really energized me. So I went from being bored at that time to just excited about teaching this, this new class. I have one more example from the world of work when it comes to asking. After I left teaching, I became a headhunter, an executive recruiter. And my job as a recruiter would be to arrange interviews between candidates that we had recruited with job openings that we, that we have. And one of the major tasks of a recruiter is that when you set up an interview, you uh, follow up with the employer after the interview 
to ask how it went, and hopefully they're interested enough to make your candidate an offer. Because if that happened, then you would make a placement and you would get paid. If they don't make your candidate an offer and he doesn't accept, you don't get paid. So I had a vested interest in making sure our candidates got job offers. Well, a lot of times they didn't. And so when that happened, rather than just accepting that and moving on to the next candidate, oh, you're not going to hire my candidate, John, John Doe, I found it very helpful to say, well, why did you... Why did you decline a job offer to my candidate? And many times they would tell me things that were very helpful, things that helped the candidate when he interviewed the next time. And sometimes they were things that had nothing to do with the candidate, that perhaps they had put the job on hold or the candidate they did hire was eminently more qualified, more experienced than the one I had submitted. And that was a very helpful thing for the candidate to hear when it was not anything to do with him or her that prevented him or her from getting a job offer. It was other circumstances that that the candidate just didn't have control over. So that was very helpful to ask why. Even when our answer is no, we can really learn and grow from it. There are just so many benefits of asking questions. You know, it's an opportunity to see God at work when the questions you ask are based on praying ahead of time. It can draw you closer to God. Another benefit is that asking questions gives you a voice, a sense of control, and you cease becoming a victim if you ask to know what's really going on. Asking increases your chances of getting what you want, even if the initial response is no. And you learn from getting a no. You learn what to do the next time. And asking questions, even of my future son-in-law, just gave me a great deal of confidence in her choice of him as a future husband. And it deepened my relationship with him and our daughter. And it will do the same for you if you are ever in that situation. So, what, what does all this mean for you? I've told you a number of stories from, from my life. How, how can you use what you've heard in this episode to improve the quality of your relationships? Well, here are a few ideas I have. First of all, ask, ask Jesus to show you what questions to ask. Questions to ask in a kind, gentle, non-threatening manner. Questions that get to the truth of a matter. Another thing, if you're bored in your job, ask for a new one within your same company or organization. Ask if you could design a new position within your company. When someone says no to your ask, what can you learn from the no? If for no other reason, it may boost your self-confidence to know there were circumstances out of your control that prevented your ask from being granted. That's a great benefit. And here's another tip. When you ask for something from an organization and they say, well, it's not our policy, ask to make an exception, especially to make this request. Would you please send me a copy of the document containing the policy? (laughs) I've done that a number of times and you find out that there really wasn't a policy at all. Well, if you forget everything else, 
here's the one thing that I hope you remember from today's episode. Asking questions in the context we've been discussing gives us power over our circumstances. It allows us to move from being a victim to becoming an agent of the change we desire for our life. Now, I hope you've noticed that in this episode, I have not repeated that old adage, it never hurts to ask. That's because I've come to learn over many decades that it's just not true. Now, I used to be the poster child for it never hurts to ask, but not anymore. There are indeed times when it hurts to ask. And I'll be exploring this it never hurts to ask myth in next week's episode, number 98, just two shows away from our first ever triple-digit episode, number 100. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. Just send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org, and I may share them in a future episode unless you say otherwise. You can also share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, if you found this podcast helpful, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a review in whatever podcast player you use to get your podcast, because that'll help us to serve more people just like you. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act, so that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's all for today. See you next week. Goodbye for now.